This is the fourth episode of the Tan Ching Bok podcast. First up, if you want to be a part of this show, simply drop in an email with your voice clips or questions to ask at tanchengbok.org. Or you can DM him on Instagram at tanchengbok. That's all part of getting feedback, which is the topic for this episode. And I will be your mystery co host. Doc was known for quite some time as Mr. Feedback for his role as the head of the feedback unit. So, Doc, to kick things off, tell us when and why did the feedback unit start? The feedback unit was established after the 1984 general elections. And I remember that、uh, following that. That election, there was a loss of ground about 12.5% or even more. And、uh, this really troubled the, the party. And they were thinking of how best to recoup the ground. And I remembered in 1984, I made quite an important speech in the House. And in that speech, if I were to crystallize it, is to tell that the PAP has not been very in close touch with the ground. And I remember my 1984 speech, I was given the privilege of、uh, speaking after the president declared the parliament open. Now, that speech, I detail quite, quite、uh, frankly where we have roughly gone wrong. And,、uh, and I think I ended up by saying that I think we do not have any, we will not be given a blank check by the people. Because we need to go back to the ground and recoup the voters to come back to us. So that's, where, that's how the feedback unit was started. So, back then, how did the ground respond to this unit being set up? I remember there was a lot of fanfare then. There was,、uh, I was introduced by Dana Balan to establish this feedback unit. And the terms of reference was just, just to get feedback. So, I, I, I took it upon myself to run the feedback unit. Of course, there were guidelines, but I felt the real issue was to go directly to the ground and hear from the people, and rather through a lot of secondhand sources. So, we conducted many, many、uh, sessions where people can really come forward and、uh, talk to us very frankly. Given that the feedback unit was also a government organization, how did you feel about the prospect of having to work with standard operating procedures? No, I wasn't that comfortable with that because I didn't come from the civil service. I was, I was from the private sector. So I've never understood what is this standard operating procedures. And I don't believe in it. I think you must be, be natural and be what you are. So actually, I, I ran the feedback unit. Not like a government institution, but something like,、uh, I think that is something I feel that is correct and the right way to do it without all these restrictions of what you can do and what you cannot do. Because、uh, you cannot hide the truth, you must be honest with the truth. So I never apologize. I'm sure I, I must have got in the way of quite a number of people.、Uh, because the way I do, I don't go and follow the Ground rules. Maybe that's, I shouldn't be there like, because they expect the inst- inst- institution to be run more like the 
government sector. But I think they tolerated me. They tolerated me. Hmm. Were there any boundaries set as to what topics people from the ground could talk about? I did not have any markers. So it was like a free-for-all. And of course, I wanted to set certain guidelines, certain manner in which the feedback should be conducted. Because I realised that every time when we hold a discussion on the on a particular subject, and that particular person, if he has, if he feels that he has, his views were not taken, some some of them take it very personal. So I, I was telling them, if you want to follow the British system of debate, there must be a lot of give and take, and don't be so personal, even if you lose the argument, because it is also an argument, and uh, some people. May not agree with you, but learn to accept things that may not be your in your favor. So the feedback unit went on quite well, and I remember I reached out to a very wide spectrum of Singaporeans, from the ordinary man in the street to big associations to community, the various racial communities, and also the the businesses. And that's where also I learned that some of the businesses were actually in, in big trouble. And what I did was I want to make sure that the feedback reaches the ministry in its original form. There shall be no doctoring of feedback. We give it directly to to what is what we have received from the people, and we collate all the information neatly so that anyone reading the feedback with a good idea of where we are coming from. And I remembered very clearly some. Uh, I don't know that minister who got my feedback whether he he was talking in jest or he was serious, and he asked me, "Doc, any more worthwhile feedback?" I took it as an insult because my feedback has always been worthwhile. So I cut him off. I never sent him the feedback, and he was wondering why this feedback unit never give him feedback. So one day he asked me, "I said, you thought you said my feedback is no good. You don't deserve it. You don't get it. That's all." Of course, he complained. Of course, to Chok Tong, and then they say, "Ah, yeah, this touching box, you know, so touchy." And so, when he thinks that you're not believing in what he says or what he has given, he just cut you off. And I have no apologies. I think they deserve it. So, but anyway, we made friends later on, and he said that, "Ah, oh, I think you are a very different kind of person." After some time, what was the public's overall view of the feedback unit itself? So the feedback unit was、uh, quite well received by the many Singaporeans, and I remembered after my first term, and I, I I wanted to you know just move away from the from this sort of engagement. Can you imagine? Every other night we are at the ministry or at the, at the different places in Singapore, receiving all this feedback, you know, and it was very tiring. And I could sense that some of the people who were with me, they were so a little bit worn out. So when the second term came and they insisted I should continue, so I managed the feedback for another one one term, and、uh, I have no regret. I I want to believe that I I never doctored the feedback. I gave it in this raw form, and、uh, I hope it helped to make some changes. I think one of the changes I can remember was that I I remember telling、uh, them I said look, I can give you the feedback. But there's one element missing. I said you don't have the emotional feel, because when these people talk to me, I can sense their their feeling, 
the anger, the reactions, you know. But when I give you the feedback, it's always in the written form. So you miss that, that element of feeling with the ground. So I did suggest to Mr. I think that to Prime Minister, I said, I think one of the ways in which we should do, we should, we should get our ministers to go down to the ground. And if, I don't, I, don't, I don't want to take credit, but I think that was quite an important feedback for the government. And the ministers then went around there minister around about so all the ministers have to go I would say take turns all of them were involved and uh, they will go down to the constituencies where the MPs of the constituency will plan a whole tour for the minister and the minister ten, ten, uh, will get a chance to interact with the ground Whenever ministers walk the ground people might get a bit apprehensive to speak their mind or show the full extent of their problems so what was your approach to this issue? Yeah, I, I, I can. I, I know. I know where you're coming from, because some of the, uh, some of them don't want to embarrass the minister. If so they all ask me, "Don't shall we make uh, ask those questions and let them know?" I said, "No, no, no. If the minister come to Ayuraja, he must get it in the raw form. So there'll be no doctoring of questions that's going to pose to the minister. He must straight. He must. He must really uh, give the answer straight from the heart." And I remember, was it one? Yeah, one Kansing came to my constituency, and I made him cycle with me. So we were one of the first to cycle round my constituency, because my constituency is quite quite long, uh, quite big. So we went round, conduct uh, what they call cam- not campaigning, uh, getting to know the residents in the area by using a bi- bicycle. That was quite interesting. And I also remembered when the Mr. Ong Ting Chong came to my constituency, I made him go to visit the toilets because many people complain that the toilets are leaking. And I say, as a minister, you must feel what is it like to go to a toilet that is always leaking. So he went in, we gave him an umbrella. So he said, why do you give an umbrella? To shield you from the droppings from the top. So then that, that, that item was highlighted. Because uh, it, was, it was a long-drawn battle with the government on whether we should do changes to the piping system. Because many people may not understand, but in, uh, in I Raja, we had two, two systems, two water systems. One is what they call the portable water system, where you, where you drink, you cook with that water. And the other one is industrial water. And this industrial water is taken from those... In, those wells and those reservoirs that are serving the industries and these are not purified water and they also were brought into the homes and uh, those were in what they call cast iron pipes and they always leak. So these are some of the feedback, very interesting, that, uh, that, that was brought to the attention of the ministers and later on I think uh, Mr Lee Kuan Yew, then the Prime Minister, knew that there must be changes made, although it will compromise his call for conserving water by using the dual water system. But I think it's good. So this, this one you need feedback. But sometimes feedback, you got to feel it, you know. You cannot just listen, listen. Sometimes I will go down to the ground in the middle of the night. You can see a particular temple because a temple has got to be resettled. There's a lot of problem associated with resettling temples and churches. So, but I will make it a point to go down. And those who go down with me, and they know, 
I am quite fussy about actually looking into very minor details. And that is how the feedback unit must be conducted. Go down to the ground, listen to the ground, feel the ground and be with the ground. There were also forums and engagement sessions that were broadcasted on TV as well. How was that experience like? I think that is the most interesting part and the most enjoyable part because you, you, you have a real feel of the various sectors, from the student sector to the business to the university, tertiary education, schools and so on. And that is important because to really understand that's the feedback coming from this area, you've got to be really be personally involved. So, so I'm very personally involved. I will attend all these feedback sessions with all the various institutions. I think maybe that's why when I, when I left the feedback unit, the, they said that I personalized the feedback unit. But I don't see anything wrong with it. I think you want to get genuine feedback. You cannot mask it with a lot of uh, things that you want the government to feel comfortable about. You must be truthful, be honest, and say, look, this is exactly what the ground is like, you know, this from the, from the schools, yeah, it's like that, from the uh, university students. Because don't forget that time, many of the, at, the, at the university level, there's a big awakening. People, people feel that, hey, Doc is here and he's very uh, amenable to all the discussions. He has no, there's no OB markers. As far as I'm concerned, I don't believe in all these OB markers and let them speak their mind. And that actually got, got some of them, some, I think the, the party was a little bit worried that I'm opening, opening up a minefield, allowing people to speak and express themselves. And if I remember this uh, E.W. Barker told me, I think they want to sack you because you are too honest with your feedback. I said, that's good. It's a testimony of the honesty of my feedback. But he said, uh, he believed that what I said was correct. How was it like handing over the reins of the feedback unit to your successor? Well, when I left the feedback unit, there were a few uh, cases that I felt wasn't settled yet. So I remember telling the, the, the incoming feedback chief, don't close this file until, until you are quite satisfied that you have reasonably settled it. Keep it open because yeah, I couldn't find answers to it, so I kept it open. So I hope they do that, because then that will be a testimony of of what we genuinely want to do. Mm. So that's it. That's how I left the party word. The feedback unit has since been renamed to Reach in a change made in 2006. So is there any advice you may have for people collecting feedback today? I think whatever name you, you choose, it must reflect the honesty of your feedback. Because if you really feel that you want to just doctor the feedback, it can be done. You can just uh, camouflage it with many things so that it looks nice to the government, but the price to pay will be at the elections. So I think it is good to be truthful. It hurts. I think that's a better way of uh, organizing and planning the unit and just trying to make the government happy. Don't forget, we are not just trying to build an institution to get things that you like to hear. I think then it's not a feedback unit. 
they call it now now they call it reach I, honestly I I don't know reach and feedback is quite different feedback is more direct I'm getting the information direct from the ground now let's have a look at the mailbox to see what we've got for this episode okay then email me and ask what did you enjoy most about being your role as Mr. Feedback I would say I really enjoyed my role as Mr. Feedback because I got a chance to interact with Singaporeans, know their problems and seek answers for their problems. It was a very tiring effort, but I guess it was worth it because uh, you have a real feel and you have real understanding of the concerns of Singaporeans. I think that is, that is a very, very satisfying role to play. Thank you, Doc. It's been a pleasure co-hosting this fourth episode of the Tan Ching Bok podcast. Before we go, remember that you can send in your questions and even feedback to ask at tanchingbok.org or via Instagram at tanchingbok. We will be back real soon, so remember to follow this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We shall see you on the next episode of the Tan Ching Bok Podcast.